Anchored in Reaching is for curious people who want to explore the story that God is writing in history and who are looking for their own place in that story to find meaning and vibrancy in their life and vocation. I'm Kevin Manoya. Join me each week as we probe the edges of faith and living, always in relation to God who knows you best. For some, it'll be an opportunity to anchor yourself more securely in your faith. For others, it'll be motivation to reach out to engage more broadly. In either case, these conversations should encourage, enlighten, and challenge you. Hey, everybody. Susanna here, and I'm here with Kevin. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Susanna. He didn't <laughs> I'm glad know you joined us. Coming. <laughs> We're excited because today is our last episode in this series, which is the Masterful Living series. If you haven't had a chance to go and listen to the other episodes in this series, I encourage you to go back, listen to them. They're all about 20 minutes long and just really helpful, practical tidbits about how to live a life that is, uh, we use the word masterful, but the idea is flourishing, excellent. You want to you know, live to the best of your ability as a servant of Jesus. So that's what this series has been about. And today we're talking about a couple different things. One of them is living a life of curiosity. And as I was thinking about this topic of curious thinking, uh, I was remembering and reflecting on stories I've heard from friends where they grew up in homes when they asked questions about God. Why did God do this? Uh, why does evil exist? Why uh, did God do this in the Old Testament? They were met with answers like this. You just need to have faith. Why are you doubting? I've heard of friends at churches in the same context, like, where's your faith? Just You just need to have faith. And what we're going to be talking about today is actually the opposite of that. We're going to be encouraging you to ask good questions, to stay curious in your relationship with God, because that is the foundation for a dynamic and growing relationship with God, for a faith that is robust and can stand as a foundation as compared to a faith that is just wispy. And so mm -hmm. that's what we're going to start with is this curiosity, curious thinking. And this to me is a foundation point for masterful living. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Suzanne. And thank you for setting it up that way. Because uh, frankly, as we've talked about, these are descriptors of masterful living. People who are living a life full of the master are going to exhibit these descriptors that we've been enumerating over the last few episodes. And one very important one of those is curiosity. And, um, and at the end, we'll kind of close it out with, with restored self. But, but this curiosity piece is one that is often misunderstood. Um, and I love this one because here we find innate, the innate nature of God in us seeking to know more. We want to. We want answers to questions. Curio I mean, people say curiosity killed the cat. Well, curiosity may have killed the cat, but curiosity is what a vibrant Christian life is built on. Mm -hmm. And expressing curiosity to discover the mysteries of God is an unending journey of wonderful, wonderful discovery of God. Now, the idea of asking questions is one. You know. 
in these days, a lot of people have been talking about deconstructing their faith. Right. And I've heard I've heard a lot of people <clears throat> accuse or complain that that there's too much deconstructionism going on. We're deconstructing too much. I'm not sure what they mean by that, but the way I read that is that that basically people are getting uncomfortable with too many questions. I I have to go on record as saying I like the idea of deconstructing. And the reason I like it is because with it is driven by an innate curiosity not to be bound by the fetters and the structures, the limitations, and the conclusions that have been drawn by others for my faith. I want to curiously lean into all there is to discover about God. And if that means that I've got to question some fundamental doctrine of the historic church, I will question that. I don't think God is nervous about that at all. Hmm. I don't think I don't think God's going to change because I'm asking a question mm-hmm. about, you know, how Jesus was born or how Jesus saves us. Or I don't think God's going to be nervous if I ask the question about what in the world is the Trinity anyway, and how do we understand that, right? Um, Or about the nature of sin. I don't think God's nervous by that, and I don't think God gets concerned. I think he loves it when we ask questions, because God is always at those edges that those questions take us. So for me, curiosity is just a wonderful manifestation of a deep longing, a deep hunger to know all I can know about God. And that may manifest in deconstructing some doctrinal faith system that maybe exists out there, and that's fine by me. Now, for me, though, in the curiosity, I know some presuppositions that I cling to, some centered set thinking, and that is that there is a God, God did create, God remains involved in God's own creation through the person and work of Jesus Christ. And I've made the choice that that is kind of the central anchor on which I build my life. And beyond that, I want to curiously explore everything I can. For an academic, that means exploring all there is to explore in your discipline, asking questions, challenging things. And I think it's in those those edgy, curious places that God shows up in amazingly uh, wonderful discoveries of God in us, the hope of glory, mm-hmm. you know, as Paul calls it. So curiosity to me is built on the premise of the mystery of God. And I get to discover the mystery of God. Now, that's way beyond my imagination. Job told us that, you know, in Job 38. Where were you when, you know, when he records the words of God? Where were you when I created the foundation of the earth? Where were you when I hung the stars in the sky? Where were you? I mean, uh, so God reminds us of how great God is. And that's a mystery worth discovering. And I'm, I will go on any treasure hunt I can to find the richness and the treasures of that mystery that Paul even describes, because I know that that's going to help me understand more of who God is and how I can relate to God. So curious thinking to me 
is an absolutely wonderful, exciting uh, journey of discovery. And man, I just hope a lot of people want, uh, commit themselves to this treasure hunt. And it's a descriptor of people who truly are being increasingly filled with a the master. They're naturally going to be fueled in their curiosity. So um, yeah, in answer to your question and the scenario you set up, absolutely, I agree with what you're saying. It's a long answer to a short question. Yeah. <laughs> um- yeah, I mean, I think of the verse Psalm 27, 4, one thing I ask of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may gaze upon the beauty all the days of my life. You know, um, actually, it doesn't go that way. <laughs> that I may be in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon his beauty and to inquire in his temple. Mm-hmm. And I bring this verse up all the time, but this is a relational posture of gazing on the beauty of the Lord and inquiring after his temple or in his temple, depending on which version you have. It's a relational posture of, again, worshiping his beauty, but asking questions. We're invited to inquire after, to seek after Mm -hmm. that mystery and bringing it back to the conversation about deconstruction, because that's really died out in popular conversation, but it was really, really a big deal for a while here at the beginning of 2023. And I understand why people are afraid of deconstruction because there really is this kind of, for lack of a better word, like spirit or um, posture of of questioning and poking holes at everything that can lead to us eventually kicking down the entire wall of our faith. But there's a difference between kicking down the wall of our faith and really evaluating whether or not the bricks that make up that wall are all supposed to be there. And I think for a Christian to actually be a mature believer, not someone who just inherits the belief system of their parents, not someone who just has a wispy faith, like I said before, but a mature believer, you have to evaluate those bricks in the foundation of your faith to know if they are actually supposed to be there. So you mentioned some of the bricks in your foundation, right? God created the world. Um, Some of these different theological presuppositions that are really important. Jesus is the way to the Father. But there are other bricks that I've personally had to pick out of my foundation. And in order to do that, I had to deconstruct a little bit, right? But it was Mm -hmm. all to the end of reconstructing my faith in a more mature way. And I personally think deconstruction is very healthy for the Christian um, with the understanding that we're not just going in and kicking walls down for the sake of doing it. We're doing it, again, in this relational posture where we're sitting at the feet of God, we're inquiring after his temple, and we're saying, I want to have the most mature, robust faith that I can. And I know that in order to do that, I need to ask good questions. Yeah, very well put. I mean, you've probably gotten these questions. I so I know I have both. Uh, you know, especially as a uh, as a dean and as a pastor. Um, what are you teaching my children? Mm-hmm. Why are you teaching them X, Y, or Z? Um, I believe this, and you should teach them that. Well. That's not really the role and function, and and Christian universities get this all the time, especially the religion departments. Um, you talk to any faculty member in a religion department, you know they're they're fraught with with complaints coming from parents because, you know, many schools, especially in a in a more Wesleyan and holiness stream of the church, they tend to want to lead people to ask these kinds of questions as a way to strengthen faith. In order to do that, it's not a matter of 
of teaching students how to think. It's a matter of teach, or excuse me, what to think. It's a matter of teaching them how to think mm-hmm. and making sure that Christ is at the center. And every group that I've led, I've said, I want to go to the edges. One of the, one of the prerequisites of this small group is we will go to the edges. We will ask the hard questions. We will challenge things, but we will always come back to the center of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a presupposition we start with, but, mm-hmm. and that gives us freedom to go there. So you know, there are a lot of people who may think that Christian discipleship is all about teaching people what to think about the Bible and about God and so forth. In reality, it's more partnering with the Spirit in leading them in discovering how to think and how to ask questions, because I've got the faith that that God is going to reveal uh, the Spirit and the Son in those conversations, and that's why curiosity is such a wonderful treasure hunt in my way of thinking. I mean, mm-hmm. you're t- you, you just got through teaching a course on theology, mm-hmm. and my hunch is that a lot of that was guiding discussions in how do you discover this about God, and what are the questions we need to be asking, where does that lead us? So, so yes, in some cases, taking bricks out of the wall that shouldn't be there that keep the wall from being built in a better way, a stronger way, or the building to be built in a stronger way, right? Yeah, it's interesting to me that we're so afraid of bad theology. Like, I, there are certain theological premises that people will bring to me, and I will immediately be frustrated. I'm like, oh, that's bad theology. I don't like that. But I don't think we should be afraid of people wrestling through things. I think a lot of that comes down to something you said at the beginning, which is, do we think God is afraid of it? Do we think God is afraid of us asking questions? No, I don't think so. He knows that we are limited, and he knows that in order for us to even learn more about him, we have to ask questions. There's this old philosophical discourse that I think about sometimes where uh, somebody was saying, you shouldn't talk about God because if you do, you're going to be wrong. Like necessarily anytime <laughs> we talk about God, we're going to get it wrong. So that's actually dishonoring and and not um, putting him in his proper place to talk about him. And the other person said, but if we don't talk about God at all, then we've missed it. So we have to talk about him. And that means necessarily we're going to talk about it wrong, him wrong. What's my point? My point is that we need to not be so afraid of questions of you know we we you sorry i'm just like on a rant right now but you talked about it earlier in yeah. in our faith in western faith we think that we have to teach people right belief and it's just not completely about that it's bigger than that it's about right relationship <laughs> and mm-hmm. right relationship comes from what jesus did on the cross and then we enter into this relational long like our whole lives a relational situation where we're learning from god so if you're okay with me sharing a quick story when i was oh, in college course. i had a professor um, and he was going to the edges of a lot of things in our faith, in our faith conversations. And some of the things that he brought up really did rattle me to my core. And one of them was that he was talking about whether or not God actually does open and close doors and God's involvement in our lives and our personal lives. And he was really challenging that idea that God was personally and intimately involved in the details of our lives in a way that he would open and close doors. And 
it wasn't deism, but it was flirting with that a little bit, that God maybe is a little bit more removed. That really messed with me to the extent where I went on a whole summer's journey of just praying about even if I should pray, if I pray, does it matter? Does God really care? <laughs> you know, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and he left us in that. He didn't come back and tie a bow on it. He just asked questions and poked holes. And while it was very difficult for me, and I will say that it sent me on a little bit of a spiral, I am so glad that I went on that spiral because now I have a deeper belief system and a why as to why I believe the way that I do. I do believe that God is involved in our lives. Do I believe that he orchestrates every little detail? Well, no, you know, I have my thoughts about free will. I have my thoughts about all of that stuff, but I'm able to now say why I believe that and I believe it more strongly than I did mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. So even though I was frustrated and I see why parents were getting frustrated with him, at the end of the day, I'm a much stronger Christian because I went on that sure. journey. Sure, sure. And and the fact that you went through that experience, not only did it not only did it cause you some angst, mm-hmm. but it resulted in a curiosity that went on a hunt. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, it's made you into a certain kind of a person that is willing to go on that journey of curiosity more frequently about many other things, and that's what makes your faith so vibrant, That's right? such a good point. Yeah, because it's not just about what I learned. It's about my ability to now stand in tension without being completely rattled. So, yeah. Yes, yes. And so it teaches us how to be vulnerable to the ways in which God reveals God's own self to us. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we have this shell around us of, of tidy, doctrinal, propositional religion that all fits nicely together, um, and, we're, uh, and we're afraid to poke holes, we're afraid to ask questions, we're afraid to pursue the curiosity that's innate within us, uh, we're not going to learn how to be that dynamic, flourishing, strong, inquiring believer that is constantly engaging with God and with people. So mm-hmm. it teaches us how to be a disciple of Jesus. I mean, I don't see the disciples rolling over and just sort of uh, not questioning things. Uh, they're questioning all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. even Zechariah in John's announcement, you know, how, how you know, how am I going to know that this is going to happen? Mary, when she was told that she was going to give birth, you know, uh, how's this going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a curiosity there, and those are just basic questions. And on the finer points, um, I, you know, today with some of the nuanced things that you're talking about, um, yeah, does God open every door? And I'm and some of the profs, the one you're talking about, I think I may know, and 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 that prof is gonna is gonna go to the edges, mm-hmm. and. And I think God is in the edges. Now, it's not an irresponsible throwing caution to the wind, and it's certainly not a journey that we try to try to urge people onto whose faith may not be ready to walk on that level mm-hmm. of, of, of extending themselves. I mean, this is something that causes growth and, and 
you know, we can't just assume that everybody is going to be asking the same question. So there's got to be a lot of humility in this. There's got to be a lot of grace in this. There's got to be a lot of understanding that we are different people, different places, different circumstances, and even different patterns of thinking, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay, you draw a conclusion about this that you read in scripture and you see in life. I come to a different different trajectory and different pattern of thinking, but I but 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 you are still part of the kingdom because I believe sure. God is in those places. Yeah, I think that's a good point cuz I've processed about how there are different personalities, right, that are at work here and some personalities are they just lean more toward black or white. And you and I, our personalities lean toward nuance. Does that make one better than the other? No. But you just want to make sure that you give yourself permission to live out a relational faith that isn't afraid of asking questions if necessary. Yes. Yes. Well put. And it's a good conclusion to this particular descriptor because God is inherently relational. Christian faith is inherently relational. There are propositional elements to it, but it is inherently relational first. (laughs) And the minute we forget that, then we become just religious people. And that's not what God has called us to. Uh, He's called us to this vibrancy. And that kind of leads into this final in the last couple of minutes that the, the descriptor of a restored self comes as a result of this journey of curiosity, exploration, and formation that results at God's hand. Our self is being restored into the image that God intended for us. And I I told a group of faculty members actually today, I was meeting with them, the best definition for salvation that I have is the it is the restoration of the image of God in us. And that's a journey wherein God is putting back together the parts of our lives and the the disintegrated, broken brokenness back into wholeness as he first imagined us to be when he created us. He created us as whole. He recreated us as integrated. Because of our fallen condition and our selfishness, we have become broken, we have become disintegrated, and so salvation is that journey by means of curiosity and exploration of discovering the wholeness of God which is the way God intended us to begin with. And as we walk this journey of salvation, uh, fueled by our curiosity, uh, we are then being restored into God's, God's intention for us. And the image in us is being restored. And the disintegration is being integrated. And the, de- and the compartmentalization is being decompartmentalized. And, and the brokenness is becoming whole. I'm getting twisted in my words, but you get the point. This <laughs> yes. is the journey toward a restored self. And that's, that, to me, is the journey of living a masterful life. I love that. The restoration of the image in God, of God in you. And we're all created mm-hmm. in the image of God, every single one of us. But as we go on the journey of salvation from that moment of justification to you know the redemptive work that God does in our life through sanctification and all of that stuff, really, it's going from the image of God to the likeness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the journey mm-hmm. that we're going on. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really love that. 
Well, this is a this has been a good series, Susanna, and I'm really glad we've been able to talk about these things as descriptors of masterful living, living full of the master, increasingly reflecting the nature and priorities of the master in us. And um, I'm really hopeful that people will take advantage of some of the resource. Not only email us, uh, podcast at anchoredandreaching.com. Did we say that already in this episode? I don't know if we did. Can't say but, it enough. You can't say it enough. Okay. But the other thing is, I, I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this and have more questions, uh, we've talked about the fact that there is a book out there by this name, Masterful Living, and I think there's a link in the show notes to this. There's also a video series called Masterful Living that you can go to, and I think the link is in the show notes as well. So if if any one of these things piques your interest and you want to go deeper, then go to the book or go to the video series. Uh, certainly email us at podcast at anchoredandreaching.com. We want to engage. We want to dialogue about these things. But this sort of wraps up this series. It's been really good to talk about these things. I would say, actually, Susanna, in, in what you were saying a minute ago about uh, each of us is different, not better, um, that's a great statement pointing us toward the next series that we're going to be beginning now, and it's called The Diversity of Unity. And, and we're going to be talking uh, with different kinds of church leaders from a variety of traditions mm. and talking about how they're each unique, how they're different, but one is not better than the other. And that requires a healthy understanding of the big picture of, of God that I'm going to lay out in the introduction so that we see that all of us are part of the body of Christ. And so I hope you'll keep keep uh, subscribing and sharing this with other people to subscribe uh, as we engage in that series. But for this one uh, on Masterful Living, it's been a joy. Thank you, Susanna. And uh, anything you want to say, wrapping it up and then signing I'm us so off. I'm so excited for those conversations. I think that now is a great time for us to sit across from people you know, all of us, even in your personal life, go sit across from someone who's from a different church mm-hmm. tradition than you and actually curiously ask questions. Try not to judge. Try to understand the body of Christ being so much bigger than our personal, you know, areas. So Yeah. Well, a, a little spoiler on that. The first in the first couple of episodes, I'm going to be talking to a surgeon who is going to explain to us the body, the human body, and the diversity in the human body, and how we can't exist without that diversity as a model for the diversity of the church. So there you Love go. Love that. Yeah. There you go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, again, email us, but uh, hope to hope you join us in the subsequent episodes of Anchored in Reaching. See you next time. Bye-bye. Let me encourage you to keep leaning into the wonderful adventure of becoming all that God has envisioned for you to be. Anchoring yourself in a secure identity, you reach with confidence to engage with people and daily life all around you. Allow your curiosity to explore and find God in the edges. Please take time to share this podcast with all your friends and invite them to join me in upcoming weeks as we explore together this exhilarating journey of being anchored and reaching.